0: God bless my fellow brothers and sisters, in the Lord, I'm very honored today to have this opportunity to express a few words of my Lord. I'm able to come here to rejoice and to know how God is with us, to see your faces, your lovely faces, that bring a smile unto my heart to embrace our faith together, to rejoice and to know how wonderful it is to congregate as a body of Christ. It's hard sometimes when you're going through your turmoils and your difficulties and you see all the things that the world is going through. But to come to a Shabbat is a refresher. Is a moment of calm down, take a breath, look at me, and go home in peace. So I thank God for this opportunity, and I thank God for Joe and his lovely wife, and Paul, who I'm learning to love more every day, and Stephanie. I can't remember everybody everybody else's name, but I thank God for Yeshua, for this opportunity. I would like to sing a song of your own mind. Everybody has a gift. Yeah. Everybody has something to give. This is the way that God used me to give because He lived. I can't. Hear I can face tomorrow Because He lives. No fear In my life Because I know And life is worth the living just because he lived. Because he lived. If you want to worship, worship him. I can face tomorrow because he lives. Oh, fear is gone because I know Future and life is worth the living just because he lived. Because he lived, I can face tomorrow. Because he lived. oh, fear is God. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth. The living just because he lived. Lord, I give you thanks for the cross, Lord. I give you thanks for a brand new life As I worship your name this day And I realize what have you done You put a brand new song in my life I honor your name forever You made a change In my heart I can see Oh, lift up your hand and praise His name For he destroyed the bondage of sin. Yeshua made a chain. There is reason why I sing. Thank you, Lord. 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 For your mercy, I honor your name today. You are my Lord, oh, I honor your name today. You are my Lord. Glory, 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 is of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm still holding back. <laughs> you guys don't know me yet. My aunt, who's, i mean, my 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 wife's cousin—knows who I am and the things I've done in the past, only for the glory of the Lord. I have a name for all my instruments. I had a David. Then I had a second David. Nobody was more popular than princess. One day we were praying in a group. And the Lord spoke to me and Abel, don't forget to bring your princess. Oh, boy, did that create a stir. They thought that I had a secret girlfriend somewhere. And then the Lord clarified Bring the instrument. Then everybody said, oh, thank you, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> you know? So the princess was for me for many years, and she passed away. For accordion. She went through so much trouble. You know? <laughs> I like to bring a smile. In my job, people know me as the jokester. I fool around. I play with the clients. They hug me. They kiss me. Someone says, I wish I could marry you. I said, well, you're going to have to talk to my wife about that part. And things like that. But, you know, I show them love and compassion. The calling of a leader is the hardest thing for you to be called a leader. Moses was chosen by God. Boy, if he or none, ahead of time, all the things that he had to endure to liberate a nation... He would have said, no thanks. If you and me were chosen to do something like that, I would say, Lord, I love you, If I can't go that far. God doesn't tell you everything about your future. He wants to sort of build you into the leadership role. And as you go along the way is where you learn to grow and to mature. And to be the type of person that God wants you to be. There's a text that I love so much. It's in the book of Acts chapter 7 verse 33. Then said the Lord to him, put off thy shoes from thy feet. For the place where thou stand is holy ground. I like it in Spanish. And excuse me if I don't mind saying it in Spanish. El lugar que pisa, santo es. The place that you are standing is holy. Wherever there's the presence of God's spirit and his movement of the spirit, he is there. That place where God is ministered becomes holy. Whatever the word of God is being spoken, whether in a home, whether in the street, But a little territory that where the word of God is being spoken becomes holy because it's the word of God being spoken to. Moses saw the burning of the bush and wondered, what was that? How come there's a bush that's burning, but is that really burning? Because for God, nothing is impossible. Because normally a bush will burn, but when God is involved... God does what he does and perform miracles to demonstrate to mankind that he is the Lord. He's the creator. He performs. He does what he has to do. Words come out, becomes creative. You don't have to think in a second, boom, it's done. Because that's God. We had to work just to get from here to here to here. God says, it is done. He said, I have chosen you. Most of the people were saying, "Chosen what?" I've chosen you, so you can be the one that could be the liberator for my people. For I have seen their cries, and I have seen their pain, and I have seen their suffering, and I have seen how they're being abused, and I have seen how they're being cruelly uh, 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 touched and punish. and I hear their cry. And I want to act. And you will be my conduct. You will be my connection to them. Moses said, but what should I say to them? How should I express myself to them? I know you're talking to me, but how are they going to understand what you're telling me to do? I like this part. You tell them, I am what I am. And let that work in them. But the calling was not easy. We read a little while ago, he was 120 years old, and he couldn't no more. He could not make it to the Jordan. But he put in charge Joshua. Why Joshua? Because Joshua was faithful. In the ministry, you need people that are faithful. In the pastorship, you need people that are faithful. You need people who are willing to stand not against, but for and help so that the minister of the church will not have to find himself doing all the jobs. That's the reason why, in the times of Moses, Moses needed help, and sooner or later, God spoke to him that he needed to get some leaders because you can't do it all. See, the calling of the leader requires to lead, but also to delegate. But to delegate to whom and to what is important. Whom you can put in certain position depends upon the characteristic and the makeup of the person and the will of the Lord on top of that. When I was a young man, I asked God so many things, Paul. I wanted God to turn the world upside down. One day the Lord spoke to me. (laughs) Lord, when are you going to start a ministry in my life? I've been waiting, Lord. The the Lord smiled. I've been waiting for you to change your mind. I said, what? You see, you want me to do so many things. You want me to change this. You want me to answer you this question and to answer this. For you haven't given yourself totally to me for me to be glorifying you. And the only way you're going to see my glory is if you submit yourself completely to me. Before that, I was preaching and, and teaching, and, but I wasn't quite submitted. Sometimes we, we, we could do all that stuff, but we're not quite submitted. You're missing the whole boat. It is not how many sacrifices you make. It's in the obedience of the calling. Because in your obedience, then your sacrifice becomes more, more perfected in him. But when you do sacrifice but you're not obedient, though God might honor you to some degree, but it's not the same when you're giving all to him. And God was trying to deal with me so that I could learn to grow spiritually in the Lord. I didn't know that in the near future I was going to be a co-pastor. I didn't know. I was going to be ministering in the, in the prisons. I didn't know I was going to be singing or playing the accordion. All these things came along the way. As you obey the Lord, God gives you something. And when you pass the test on a certain level, God gives you something else. And he keeps adding things because he wants to mold you into the person that he wants you to be so he could be glorified. And then you could use the word of God for the, perfect, for the, pur- for the purpose of souls being saved and being delivered, and to bring them into the knowledge of Yeshua. And my God, praise the Lord, when God told me, Abel, you got three things I need to deal with you. I said, "Uh uh-oh, I'm the son of a pastor? This is going to be sounding good now. Yeah, right. First thing God said, you are very disobedient. I said, oops, this is not what I came to hear. Sometimes we want to hear what we want to hear, but we don't want to hear what God wants to tell you. And sometimes we don't want God to tell us because we don't want to to be embarrassed or to find out that it's true. And so sometimes we try to hide the fact, but nothing you can do will not hide the fact that when God knows what he knows, he knows what he knows. And there's nothing you can do about it because all you can do is, Lord, forgive me and help me change. (laughs) Simple as that. He says, how many times I try to raise you up in the morning to pray? And you say to me, tomorrow. And many times I pray, but other times I didn't pray, and then things happen to me that I ask God, "Why did it happen? If you were to pray, I would have prepared you." Amen. Does that sound familiar? If you don't listen to the Lord at a certain time when the Lord said to listen to Him, we could avoid some situation, or God will prepare you to deal with the situation so you may overcome. But when we don't prepare, we don't overcome that well. And then you flounder, and you're going this, and it can last six years, it can last three months, it can last a day, because you miss the mark. And when we miss the mark, and what God is trying to do, then it's not so easy. And then it takes much, much more time to get to the point where you, where you left off. Trust me, I've been there. Boy, did I cry. Then the Lord said the second thing. You're stubborn. I said, eee. Stubborn. (laughs) Sometimes we have stubborn pride. Sometimes we have stubborn pride. And when you have a calling, that can affect your calling. When you're prideful and when you have vanity, when you think more of yourself, And what the God is calling you, you lose your focus. You lose your focus. Thank God that Moses kept the focus. Because, man, dealing with people is the hardest thing to do in the ministry. You have to have love, compassion, understanding, the willingness to listen, to hear. You know, one of the mistakes that some people do is they want people to hear them talk. But they don't give other people for them to hear them. When I'm dealing with a crisis or we deal with a situation, I say, "Nope, let them speak 1st Let's see what's going on. Then you counsel after that. Don't try to counsel before not knowing the full story. Because you might be off, way off. And I learned that in leadership. I learned that the hard way. There were people that I care, that I love, but sometimes things got a little crazy. Moses had to deal with that. They were driving him crazy from left to right. And if he made a mistake, it became big news. But thank God that Yeshua, Jehovah God, was with him. I love Moses. Man of principle. He was a man of principle. He wasn't perfect, but he was a man of principle and a just man. A just man doesn't mean that you're perfect. It means that you have a good heart for the Lord, and you like justice, and you like the, the truth, and you like God to be the center of of the universe. Many times we forget how hard it is to be something that God wants you to be. How many times you get put off? How many times people look at you ugly? When I was small, some people called I was ugly. Then when God started giving me the gift, and the talent to do some things that I didn't know I had, some started getting jealous. Me jealous, little ugly, ugly, jealous. <laughs> what I had to give was to give to God. God gives you something so that you could use it for his honor, and some get jealous. But that's not the point. The point is to use what God gives you to glorify God. And if God did not give you that gift, God will give you something that you can use so that everybody can partake in the body of Christ and do the job and the function that God has called us to be. Leaders are important. Because without leadership, nobody will be stable. And it keeps everything in common, under control. Guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. We need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. We need to have an understanding of God's Spirit in our lives. When I come here and I see you guys worshiping God, I feel good. Because this is family to me. To be here with Papa is family. To see my body over there is family. To see all of you is family. When I give you a hug, you know I give you a hug because it's family. Even though we have different calling in our lives, even though we have different ways in which God can use us, you know that there's many different ways to one problem. God uses many different methods to reach a, a solution to a problem. I've seen ministers do something in a different way, but got to the point of the problem. I saw another minister do it another way, and he still got to the point of the problem. Because God uses the the ability that God has given us for him to be glorified. So that way we're not robots. We are all distinct. We are all different. And yet we are alike. Isn't that beautiful? Have you noticed that me me and my buddy here, we look alike? That's right. We got two eyes, two nose, two mouth. Yeah. Then we keep it there. (laughs) He's a lovely man. I see all of you. And when I see all of you, I see it's God goodness. God's grace. God's love. Compassion. Interest. And when we come boldly into his holy presence, when we come here, to give him the honor and the glory. We open ourselves. As worship. We become worship. Our temple becomes worship. Because we are coming as a body of Christ. To honor the king. The king and the Lord of Lord. Whether you are a leader or not. In something. In something we are leading. Whether in your home. Even if you lead your cat and dog. You are leading. <laughs> something that you do. All have a purpose in life. Moses went to his trial. He made it through. We need to go to ours and make it through. Don't give up your hope and your dreams that you want to be something for the Lord. Even if you're 80 years old, there is still hope. While well, there's breath in your lungs. God can still use you. God could put your hand on somebody who's about to die, and you may make a prayer of faith, and that person could be raised from the dead. There's nothing impossible for God. And before I finish, I want to give you a testimony. One day, my father went to Puerto Rico. He was in the council. I was with my mom. And we did, uh, remember the book of Jericho? Remember when Israel went around Jericho? But many people will say the seven, what do you call it? Seven times around, but really it was 13. Because it was once every day. And then the last, the seventh day was seven times. So it was all 13 altogether. And I was giving this. I told people, we ain't going to eat no rice and beans. Because if you eat rice and beans, you ain't going to get nothing from the Lord today. <laughs> because it gets heavy. And believe me. I know what is to eat rice and beans with fried chicken and go preach in a church. And when I went to the altar and I went to kneel down, I fell asleep. That was embarrassing. And the Lord spoke. This is what happens. When you eat too heavy and you have to minister... And when you eat too heavy, you can't minister. Your body gets sluggish. So the Lord gave me that as a lesson, object lesson for me to learn. I was able to preach. It took me a while just to get to where the message was because half of my brain was asleep. But since I was pretty good at covering it up, I was able to manage. Thank God for the ability. <laughs> but when I went home, my mom said, my mother-in-law said, mm-mm. She was a woman of vision. She said, mm-mm. Say I know. I was embarrassed. But sometimes it has to happen so that we can learn a valuable lesson for the next future so that we don't commit the mistake twice. And so I told her, we did the, the seven walks. I had the accordion and I was singing in Spanish song, Cristo rompe la cadena. Cristo rompe la cadena. Oh, Cristo rompe. Oh, las cadenas. Cristo rompe la cadena. Y no da seguridad. Oh, we in our Spanish church said boy, we're going to the music, we're gone. We're gone. We got Spanish blood. And when you got Spanish blood, you want to mm, 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 mm. and I went my father took me to a church one day to a shop back. And I saw that man, and the Lord said that God was going to do a miracle. And I listened to that and I learned that. I said, okay. <laughs> boy I was so excited I wanted to be like Shineback. Then I realized I can't be like Shineback. I had to be like me. The way God made me. But when I did the turn I took fast. There was a young woman that came in with her husband. I didn't understand nothing about lupus. Cancer in the blood. I had no knowledge what that meant. But since God was raising me up to be in the leadership And to use me in the honor, he was giving me examples along the way, teaching me along the way. And I remember when we were doing the seven, the lady came forward. My mom called me. She said, we're going to pray for this young. She has this lupus. I said, okay, mom. And I said, sister, I don't know you. You don't know me. I'm going to ask God to help me in the prayer for you. And she told me, yes, I was told that I can't have no children. And that my cancer will progress and I will die. So I'm not going to be able to even marry. That's all she told me. And she cried. And we prayed for her. And we prayed for her. And we prayed for her. Several years passed by. My mom called me in Rhode Island and told me the story. You know that young woman that we prayed for? Everybody got some good news. She told me to tell you. That guy here healed her from the sickness. She was able to get married. And she has two daughters. For the glory who belongs to. Adios. Thank you for saying that. Belongs to him. But God had to teach me lessons along the way. He also taught me lessons about pride. Pride, when he gets into the ministry, can destroy the ministry. He taught me always to be careful. Always to give him honor. And he told me, the day that you forget the anointing I put upon your lips and upon the instrument, the anointing will flee from you. He gave me a stern warning to be careful with the music of the Lord and to make sure that I kept his music holy, 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 holy. Those were the commandments from the Lord for me. And I thank God that I made a lot of mistakes along the way for his mercy endures forever and he showed me to be a better person to be a leader requires just simply oh i just want to do this and do that no no it requires patience patience and patience to get to where god wants to lead you but once you are in obedience things will flow All while god wants his patience have faith in him And doors will open. Amen. God bless you all. I love you. Un besito de todo corazón. Amen.